International Ladies and gentlemen, my lovely wisdom heads, welcome to episode 31 of I Learned Nothing. Why are you shouting? They can I'm hear excited. us. But they, they, they have headphones on, most likely, or they're playing this through a speaker. They can, they can hear this. You don't have to shout. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm just excited for our inaugural 31st episode. Yes. Our uh, first ever. Our first ever 31st episode. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, it's taking this long to have the first ever 31st episode. Yeah, it took 30 episodes uh, to get to episode 31 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Welcome. Welcome. My name is Benjamin C. Cholock. I am Ayatollah of Philosophy at Princeton University, founded yeah. by Prince. <laughs> he left it. He left it with uh, his, his big fucking endowment. He's such a huge endowment, dude. That'd be so funny if he just assumed they named it after him. So he left such a huge endowment. He left so much money. Yeah, and his reasoning was just like, and like he wrote like a real a letter that he t- explained how touched he was, so touched that he that they named it after. And him. he's like, I was going to give this to dying children, but no, I'm going to give it to Princeton University. Princeton University, yeah, specifically to me, the Ayatollah of Philosophy. Yeah, uh, that's you. Yep, I run it. I run the show there. <laughs> uh, and I'm here with my my papped pupil. Yeah, what's your name, buddy? My name is Patrick John Dean. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. What are we doing here today? We're talking about philosophy. You you brought a, a topic this time. It's uh, David Hume. Hume. I thought it was Hugh. Hugh. Well, it's almost. You added mmm at the end of it. Because this guy is super tasty. You just go mmm. Mm. David Hugh. Mmm. <laughs> David Gross. Hume. Have you ever heard of this guy before? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard his name. You fuck? No, uh, I don't. But I have heard his name. Okay. Um, so David Hume, we're going to get into his shit because he, uh, he, he's, he's a disruptor. He disrupted a lot uh, uh, of, he disrupted the philosophy industry. Really? Yeah. Just sort of the way that, uh, uh, you know, the folks at Google disrupted the browser industry and how, uh, you know, Steve Jobs disrupted the personal computing industry. This guy disrupted the philosophy industry. Wow. Yeah. This guy's not messing around, dude. No, he's not. He's not messing around. He's he was very Scottish. He was very upset, and he, he needed to know. <laughs> he was an upset Scotsman. He was an upset Scotsman. There's he, nothing for my money, Ben. Nothing worse than an upset Scotsman, dude. This is he, this guy's like the groundskeeper Willie of philosophy, which is weird because that's my favorite sexual position. <laughs> the groundskeeper Willie? No, the upset Scotsman. Oh. <laughs> How do you do an upset Scotsman? That's just missionary. But okay. anyway. <laughs> okay but you're just annoyed the whole time yeah <laughs> both of you yeah oh, oh oh yeah um okay so uh david hume so he uh from scotland from really scotland yeah have we talked about scottish people no on well, this podcast so here's the thing we sort of did briefly in our lost episode um, oh yeah 
we had an episode and the, the the sound quality was bad and we were also too stoned so yeah. we decided just to never release it <laughs> never never once will it be heard by human ears no never we played it for tim the cat multiple occasions yeah and tim he just, hates it yeah it just has his hackles up the whole time just <laughs> yowling um so yeah david hume he was uh well we also talked about him in the enlightenment episode he he had a, a bit of a spat with our good friend jean-jacques rousseau oh this fucking guy yeah yeah I remember him. this guy who's okay so real quick uh just to recap that that uh little episode um so jean-jacques rousseau was a, a paranoid uh weirdo who was molested as a child and um uh so therefore was very paranoid yeah and uh so he got really mad because david hume who hosted him in england because jean-jacques rousseau was uh had left france because he was being persecuted for his beliefs yeah uh david hume was like hey come on over to england i can uh, host you here i'll get you set up come over to england yeah basically was just a really really nice guy to him (laughs) and then uh hume's friend uh ended up fucking jean jacques rousseau's wife yeah and then jean jacques old jj we call him uh dj jj he i call him jack off jack off yeah well he was a bit of a jack off to hume and got all mad at him and was like why didn't you tell me that your friend fucked my wife blah 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 and uh david hume you know wasn't having it well quite correctly wasn't having it because he didn't fucking do anything uh and then john jack rousseau just um basically like uh uh cast aspersions at him and uh uh slandered him in public saying that he was a a shitty dude and david hume is not that at all no (laughs) he was actually a very calm collected dude let's talk about him what's his fucking deal well his fucking deal was so he was born problem well his problem was uh let's see so he, his problem was the state man no nah, he didn't really give a shit about the state oh too much. these guys i hate the state no nah, he didn't care about the these state. guys all seem to not like the state I, this is the third time i'm telling you he didn't really care about the state. yeah but a lot of people we talked about it seems like they hated it they hate the state and it was a groundbreaking sketch comedy show uh and they yeah. just hated it they hated it they hated thomas lennon they hated love um, reno 911 hated the state yeah ken marino yeah so what's this guy's what does he fucking hate well, what he hates is uh, his, every. What makes him so special, Ben? <laughs> uh, what makes him special is that he. Uh, well, two things, two main things he, uh, that he uh, went after in philosophy was uh, justifying cause and effect, and uh, trying to figure out where our where we have our moral judgments justified. Like, how are our moral judgments justified? Like, if we say that murder is wrong, why? Because. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying not to beg the question here. <laughs> good, good. It's wrong because you're killing someone, and that's not good. Why isn't killing someone not good? Uh, commandment number one. Ever heard of it? First of all, it's not commandment number one. Thou shalt not kill. That's commandment number five. What? Yeah. What's the first one? The first one is uh, I am the Lord thy God. You should you shall not worship any other gods before me really yeah are you sure i'm pretty sure well uh do we have to go back and do the ten commandments maybe we should do that <laughs> we should do uh, the ten commandments first. It's, it's bad because you're you're ending someone's existence man and against their will they don't want you to do it why is that bad because because what you're ending someone's life yeah the, the golden rule okay you but why like is it so murder you why 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't like it, but is that justification enough? Just because I don't like it? Because you don't want to get murdered? Yeah, that's probably a good justification. Okay, well, what about someone like Hitler? Hitler probably doesn't want to get murdered. Should we murder Hitler? We didn't murder Hitler. He killed himself, Ben! We solved the crime! (laughs) The case of the dead Hitler. Um, Yeah, okay. (laughs) So... Let's instead of getting into examples here, let's let's kind of circle back, right? Because we're we're diving in a little too head first here. Yeah. Um, okay. So these are the main the, the two primary concerns that people remember Hume for is that he doesn't he doesn't like just uh, cause and effect. That's not true. He 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 thought cause and effect was fine. He just doesn't doesn't like how people try to justify it. And then he also said that there is no real justification for our moral judgments, at least not a metaphysical. Uh, justification for it well duh so (laughs) could i told you that then well good okay so you and hume would have gotten along me and hume would have been fast friends thick as thieves thick yeah well two thick thieves oh i'm the thickest thief i know he might have been thicker than you he was a thick boy was he a thick boy he was a bit of a thick boy i'm a gravy lad well so you guys should start a detective agency thick boy and gravy lad and gravy lad yeah why not (laughs) let's do it Um, we'll hang out you know Eat lots of grover. <laughs> That's how you say gravy. Grover. Pass the grover. Yeah. This dude loved gravy. I love gravy. I don't even really know what gravy is. I just I don't even think about it. I just eat it. You know, well, gravy is basically like. I know what um, it is, but I mean, it's like. It's like sauce. It's sauce, but it's like its own particular sauce. It's I know a very it when I see it. It's sauce. like pornography. <laughs> I know it when I see it. Um, okay. So um, Hume, right? gravy boy number one thick boy yeah so he uh let's get some context for him for us so he was born in 1711 oh was he yeah sadly good for him sadly died in the greatest year of all time really yeah he died in 1776 oh brother he wasn't even around to see us declare that this nation is rules he wasn't even around for that this nation fucking rules bro. this nation rules um, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't around to see that, but he would have been down with it probably. That's good. Um, so here's uh, the thing. So David Hume, he was the third of three sons, so he uh, uh, didn't get any inheritance from his <laughs> oh, father. Oh no! So he had to work for a living, <laughs> which is kind of shitty back then. So they just gave it all their money away to like the first son or whatever. Yeah, basically mo- mostly to the first son, some to the second. And then none for him. None for old Dave. What's what's the just what's possible justification could his father have had? Because that's the practice. That's it's what they his, did. It's his dad's fault that he was the third one. He was the one, you know, fucking his mom. Dude, preaching to the choir. I, you know, Dave, old Davey would have uh, would have been on your side on this. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, he was fucking pissed. I'd be a little annoyed. Yeah, he was a little annoyed, but he did well for himself. He, um, I'll be the judge of that. He wrote a few books. Uh, he made a lot of money because he wrote a history of England. Uh, that was super popular. And then he also was like the British ambassador to France for a hot second. Um, so he got what? around. What was he doing? He was as just an ambassador. Yeah, he was working. He's the ambassador to the crown. Even though he was Scottish. Yeah. Well, S- Scotland was part of Great Britain at the time. Well, it still is. Well, yeah. Barely. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> it's they're hanging on by a thread. You know, they're, they're not. They're not super down. With they're it. upset. Yeah. And can I tell you something? I don't blame them. Well, yeah. Can I tell you something else? What? You look great. Thanks, buddy. You look good too. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're we're two well-fed boys. Oh yeah, we we ate Chinese food together earlier. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you want to tell our fortunes? 
Should we oh, read yeah. our fortunes? So Ben and I went to, uh, uh, I think it was called like Shaolin History, Chinese place. <laughs> it's, just, it's just called Shanghai. What? It's called Shanghai. Oh, okay. On Middle Fiskville Road. It's a, it's a, good, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. Uh, we went with our friends Christina, her boyfriend Christian, Amber Bixby, the Scarlet Disaster herself. She yeah. she was there. Scarlet Disaster herself. Ate nothing, just hung out. Kind of yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> what else? Yeah, we had, we had a lovely time. We ate soup dumplings. I didn't even fucking know these things existed until like a week ago. Oh yeah, I introduced Pat to soup dumplings. Your dumpl- guys, Pat listen- lost his gay little mind. Guys, listen to this. <laughs> soup dumplings, right? They're dumplings filled with soup. Yeah, I don't even like soup. But I was a fan. They're good, right? I loved it. They're hella good. Maybe, maybe we should go back there for dinner. You want to go back there for dinner? I mean, no. Wait, which one? The Shanghai wanna... place or the other place? The Shanghai. We should we... go back. We're like, hey, it's us again. That'd be so pathetic. I'd... They'd be like, no. oh, great. I'd wear a fake mustache over my actual mustache so they don't recognize me. <laughs> dim sum. And dim sum. Yeah. And dim sum. Yeah. So what's your... I, I don't have my Nami, but I remember exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> That must have been one hell of a fortune. If it imprinted itself on your brain. Ooh, and we'll talk about imprinting on your brain, because that circles back to what Hume was talking about. Yeah, he was a Chinese food uh, manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, So it was, um, the road to success will be rocky, but worth it. That's good. I got to say, don't agree. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Mostly it's just been rocky and not worth it at all. And no success. It's not done yet, though. So you don't know. But when do I know when it's the end? When I die? Probably. That's not good. I mean, that's the only possible end you could have. Yeah. So I guess it's saying, don't kill yourself. (laughs) That's basically what that's saying. You'll get through it, man. Yeah. Uh, Mine says, uh, your efforts in a critical area will soon be rewarded. It's about this show, dude. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was about eating pussy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's also, you know... you know, It's a critical area. Eating pee is its own reward. Eating pee. Is, 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 is what I say. Um, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you eat a damn pee. Uh, I think that fortune's about this particular podcast. You think? Yeah, because you're, you're working in a critical... I guess it is a critical area. Zone. Philosophy is very critical. Very critical. And mm-hmm. I'm in critical condition, you know, uh, health-wise. So yeah. <laughs> everything's true. coming together. So I got to teach you. I got to teach everything I can... Cram it into your before it's too late. Your yearning brain, yeah. Before you go into, it. I yearn for knowledge, dude. A diabetic coma. Yeah, I'm greedy for it. Yeah, you're a greedy boy. So I got diabetes. <laughs> being greedy for knowledge. Yeah, and also you know not really taking care of myself. Uh, <laughs> but also you know it's genetic. You can't give yourself diabetes. So yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna. Despite what I said in uh, episode 29. Yeah, I'm not a medical doctor. You can't. I'm. I'm serious. Google it right now. You can't give yourself diabetes? No. So you're going to give yourself diabetes no matter what? Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure I, I helped it along. I encouraged it. <laughs> you know, I gave it a couple encouraging yeah, winks and nods. Yeah. I said, hey. A couple boosts. Yeah. Nine cookies at 2 a.m. for no reason? Sure. Why not? Why not? Oh, 15 beers at Why lunch? Why forestall the inevitable? I look at it, I look at it and I, I look at it like that. Yeah. You basically. Yeah. It's like when uh, it's kind of like becoming a Jedi, except you have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the yeah? Instead of what is what is the thing in, in Jedi? Oh, midi chlorians. Yeah, midi chlorians. Instead of midi chlorians, it's just blood sugar levels. Well, you know it's interesting. Uh, Anakin uh-huh. Skywalker's midi chlorin uh, con- uh, count. Yeah, it's the yeah. same as my <laughs> blood sugar. <laughs> just fifty billion. <laughs> yeah, I was actually conceived by diabetes. It's yeah. a whole crazy thing. <laughs> instead of the Force. All right. Well. 
you know who probably got diabetes, but we'll never know. Oh, this fucking guy? <laughs> David Hume. No, well, he died of colon cancer in 1776. Um, Man, imagine getting cancer in the 1700s. God, that must have... What could they possibly I don't have know. done? I don't know. That they must have hurt done so much. anything. He had colon... He, he had butt cancer. Butt in the... But he had cancer in the butt. butthole. <laughs> like imagine, like now it's it, now at least you know nowadays there's there's a chance you can with treatment and and, and, and things. But like, yeah, and the then se- there's like opiates and stuff. There's like painkillers and in the 1700s, what they what they meditation. do? Oh, I have cancer. Oh, here's a leech. Oh, great! You'll, you'll just blood no, let was, me. He, he was in Scotland too, so he just he basically oh. he just he just focused all of his rage, all of his Scottish rage into his butthole. To, oh, to, dude, to, that's probably what to did it. Squelch the pain. That's probably what did it. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel bad for this guy. Well, you know, it was fucking tight of him. His butthole. No, uh, well, no, it was it was eaten so loosely by by the cancer. Oh, um, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, it's basically like a like a sweatshirt sleeve, but um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um with a hand coming out of it. With a hand coming out of it. Yeah. Um, no, he. Uh, so at, as he was dying. His one of his friends, his name is his, his friend was some some like pastor or something. Uh, I don't remember his first name, but it was something Bosworth. Uh, his last pastor Bosworth. Pastor Bosworth, basically. Is his name Bos Bosworth. or Bob? Bosworth. Z Bos Bosworth. Bosworth. Bobsworth yeah. would be an amazing. Not Bobsworth. That'd be funny. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Um, uh, Bosworth. Who's his friend? Who was like he was religious, but he knew that David Hume wasn't. David Hume was never very religious, um, and so Bosworth wanted to make sure that he was at his deathbed, so he could uh, be there in case he like recants and says, "Oh no, I believe in God." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which also, by the way, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, just in case you don't know. David Hume was so fucking convinced that uh, there was no such thing as an but afterlife. You're about to die. It's it's like why not just go? This is exactly what Bosworth was thinking when he got there. He was like, "There's no way that he's not going to recant, right? Because you'd be so terrified when you're about to die that like you'd have to like scream out and be like, "Oh no, I I made a mistake. I I I believe in God. No, I take it all back. I take it all back." Because that's what God. that's what Bosworth was expecting. Yeah. And Hume was just like lying there on his deathbed, just like fucking. Hmm, I'm fine really i'm gonna die that's cool and it's gonna be like a like a candle blown out nothing after this wow yeah he's like stone cold like so calm and bosworth was like this is nuts this dude is crazy david <laughs> you're crazy man. Fucking crazy man you're crazy dude this guy's crazy a uh my Didn't give a shit. doesn't believe in an afterlife stuck to his guns never recanted i believe either my great i believe my great-grandfather had a deathbed conversion to becoming catholic oh really on my dad's side how did that go killed it man became catholic <laughs> killed it, it well, awesome. then it killed him yeah <laughs> he became catholic um and i believe my grandmother was raised Wait. catholic because of that was he not Catholic or no. was he? Oh, he was like what? Protestant? Yeah. Oh, he was English. Yeah. My, my, my dad's half Irish, half mostly English. Um, he's a white. He's a white. Yeah. He's yeah. what they call back then. Just white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, so his dad was, 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 was always Catholic, but his mom, I believe became Catholic because her dad converted to Catholicism. So they just all became Catholic. Really? On their on his deathbed, dude. Either, either. Oh, they all, con- they, the whole family converted uh, on his deathbed. Yep, yep. It was either my 
great grandfather or great great grandfather? Well, that's an interesting story, but yeah. because uh, David Hume did the exact opposite, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, now David Hume's burning in hell, and my great grandfather is safe in heaven in the in the bosom of Abraham. <laughs> so, jokes on you, David. You fucked up. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's the thing. We'll never know. Wow. Um. But uh, the bosom of Abraham. Yeah, the bosom of Abraham. Yeah. Okay. That's where all the... Uh, that's no, a, that's, that's a, a very Jewish thing to say for a Catholic conversion. Well, what are you saying? That you guys are Jews. Yeah, I've been Jewish this whole time. <laughs> I'm just a secret Jew. It explains the beard. I'm a secret Jew, yeah. Well, dude... Um, dude, there's the, so many secret Jews in history. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's it's so weird. many. Well, the there bos- wouldn't be so many if uh, Catholics didn't force them to be secret. Well, yeah. Look, mistakes were made, but mistakes were made but but how how cool of a phrase like a senate hearing but how cool of a phrase is secret jew oh that guy is pretty tight oh you know you know bob we work with yeah he's a secret jew Jew. yeah the bosom of abraham is where all the noble pagans went yeah but then if he converted to to catholicism he wouldn't be in the bosom of abraham he went there first i had to make sure and then, oh, okay. You know, you know the the processing. Yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, like the DMV. It's like no, you go to this line first, and then the next when line. When you die, mm-hmm. you go to the bosom of Abraham uh-huh. first, and then <laughs> they kind of check you out, make sure you're cool. You go to the pearly gates where Saint Peter's there. He, you know, it, it's kind of like how it's kind of like him checking your ID. Yeah, gotcha. And then you go into heaven when it's like rolling in the club. Yeah, then you just hang out, I guess. Bottle full of bub. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no need for bub in heaven, brother. <laughs> bub, you don't need any bub. You don't even, you don't even need bub. bub. Hey, uh, so can I start you guys out with something to drink? Yeah, I think I just like a like a glass of bub. What kind of bub? <laughs> I got a have? bottle full of bub. I guarantee you that someone has said to a waitress at one point, <laughs> uh, "What kind of bub An do you unamused have?" Unamused waitress. It's like how, yeah, ugh, the way people order. The other day, somebody at, at the Valve ordered a uh, shot of JMO, and mm. I wanted to shoot him in the head because I he hate said JMO. JMO. I say JMO sometimes. Well, you're a prickly little bitch, so it makes sense. <laughs> prickly? Yeah, you're a little asshole. I am a little prickly, yeah. A little prickly? Yeah. <laughs> what, you're am the, I you're a like a prickly? goddamn porcupine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I go to shake Ben's hand, and I my hand starts bleeding from all the pricks. Also, by the way, as I was, <laughs> I tell, as I was saying that, I looked over at Tim like, you believe this? Like uh, Tim the cat? I looked yeah. over at him like... <laughs> Like this fucking guy, but Tim is, has no idea we're, what we're talking about. No, he can't speak English. No. Yeah, he, he's a cat. Yeah, he's literally a cat. He's and I, I looked cat. over at him he's like... He's now asleep. He's now falling asleep. I looked over at him like, hey, back me up on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just three insane animals. <laughs> two two human, one cat. So he never converted. He never no, became he a believer. No, he was a, a believer. Cold. He was a gangster, dude. Yeah. I like David Hume. He's one of my, he's one of my, my boys. He's B-O-I. one of your bros. Yeah. Really? One of your philosophy bo- uh, boys. Yeah. Why do you like him so much? Well, why is he so great? Well, I, I I just like how well I don't well let's get into it first and then I'll kind of explain why okay okay <laughs> I'm some, every episode I wonder if you still want to keep doing this <laughs> we were just FaceTiming with my uh, my long suffering sister before we recorded this yeah she said that uh, she was like yeah I was listening to this podcast of so you guys are doing or, or her husband was listening was like they didn't talk about philosophy for like the first half hour of the podcast that's what i'm trying to get i'm trying to get <laughs> get into it as soon as possible well, i'm trying to as well and you keep bringing up all this weird shit about my great-grandfather converting i mean what does that have to do with anything you literally were the one who brought that up now i you know we'll, 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 we'll check the tape so right. what's the deal okay get, so, dive into it swim 
deep in a sea of Hume. A sea of Hume. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So the, the little context first. So born in 1711, so he was like writing in the 1730s is when he was like kind of getting his education and learning about you know what what the uh, what the hot topics were at the time. Oh. Um, the main thing coming out of Europe, gentrification. Uh, uh, yeah, yes and no. I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. But um, the main thing was uh, this uh, this other fucking virgin, Isaac Newton. He was a virgin. Isaac Newton was a virgin. Uh, why? He. Do you not I don't know? know why. I, I can't tell you why. I can't he, answer but, that question. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just never smashed. Did he not know that it's pretty cool? I'm sure he knew. Well, I don't know. Because they they scared people into not smashing a lot back in the day. Back in the day, so maybe some people just didn't know. You know, it's so strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look if you're listening to our podcast and you're a virgin, I suggest you go out there and get and your smash. smash on. Yeah, get your smash on. Get get wet. You know, statistically, get spe- wet or get it wet. Just statistically speaking, I wonder. It's fantastic. It feels great. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's fine. But it's I. There's we have to have one listener who's a virgin, right? Maybe. God, if there's only one, and we're talking directly to you, get yeah. laid, buddy. Come on, bud. I'll help you. I'll be your wingman. Me and Ben <laughs> will be your wingman. We'll okay. go to like the library and we'll walk up to someone and be like, "How? Yeah, the do- library. Yeah, <laughs> you want to meet a nice young lady library? So you walk up and you go, "How would you like to make a, a fella's dreams come? Well, how through? do you know it's a dude? It could be a woman. It's not. It's probably not." It just isn't. Just yeah. <laughs> be honest. I'm am I'm amazed there's ever. I'm a, what? I'm saying I'm amazed there's ever a woman who's a virgin past like <laughs> 19. You're always like, what are you? What are you doing? Do you get it? I don't know, man. Maybe you, she knows something that we don't. I knew somebody. Uh huh. A woman. Yeah. I used to work with many many years ago. Okay. And she was like, yeah, I'm just a virgin. I'm like, why? She's like, I don't know. I don't want to be. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't know, man. <laughs> she was lovely. She was very lovely. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I can't explain that. So that's one of the great mysteries, man. One of the, one of the seven the, great one of, mysteries. One of the seven great philosophy mysteries. It's free will, causation, and why the that problem chick of other was minds, still a virgin. And why that chick was still a virgin. I mean, I mean yeah, look, you know, whatever. But she wanted to. That's what I'm saying. I get that's it. That's the mystery. That is, that's what makes it a mystery. Yeah. Okay. Really puts the M in mystery. Mm, in mystery. The mm mystery. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we should just quit this philosophy thing and just do uh, like a like a dating podcast. I mean, I can't two imagine us. two men more qualified. <laughs> what if we did a dating podcast? I, just, I wonder who would listen I, to that. I just, I just collapsed in laughter. At the what would it be? It'd be us <laughs> telling dudes. Oh, well, hold on. What could it be? It could be us. Oh, like, hold on. No, we can't. We okay. Fine. This is the last thing. Then we have to get into the actual philosophy. Maybe we could like talk to dudes <laughs> before they go on a date and give them advice and tell them where to go. And then like, like afterwards, where to go? What do you mean? Like where, where to, to take, take a young lady out? on? Yeah, where 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 to take a you know a lady out on a date? You know what? What? I'll make a recommendation right now. Justine's always works. Really? It's great, yeah, it's a great spot. Justine's. Yeah. All right, so fellas, unsolicited plug for Justine's. It's a it's a great romantic spot. Okay, well, look if you're looking for a place yeah. to to take a young the date woman, will be sliding out of her seat if you take her there, or a young man. I, I know that that Ben is 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 against that whole thing, but I, I welcome it with open arms. Oh yeah, <laughs> equality. I'm a fan. Ben, you know, not so much, but 
That's an abomination against God's eyes. I mean, look, you know, you 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 were raised different from me. It doesn't make me a better person. I mean, this, I wasn't raised that much different from you. In this sense, it does make me. But um, my point is, if you need some dating advice, why don't you go ahead and tweet at the Philosophy Boys at Gristle Porn and at Pat Dean, and no, we'll give you some dating I advice. Nothing. Or at I Learn Nothing. Why well, I never check that. So, well, that, I'll, I'll check it. It's fine. Okay. So back to this guy. All right, back to this guy. Okay, him so and Isaac Newton, that I, fucking Isaac Newton, pubeless right. virgin. What? I bet he had no pubes. This pubeless, <laughs> pubeless virgin. So gross. What a gross podcast. Yeah, this is awful. So this pubeless virgin, Isaac Newton, <laughs> gross. Right? He um, he's just walking around with a perpetual boner. All right. Uh, he was sitting under a tree That's one how day. How he discovered gravity? Yeah, he was sitting under a tree right one day, wondering why gravity doesn't apply to his humongous boner. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and then he get, gets his hit, his head's uh, struck by an apple falling from a tree, right? And then he has that in that that insight. Oh, gravity. Um, and then he came up with some equations that explain how uh, heavenly it's bodies move. Yeah, through through math, right? Um, I was hit by an apple, and now I have math. <laughs> Fuck off. It's actually maths in England. They call it maths. Ugh. Yeah, doesn't that suck? <laughs> you know, I, I know we, we've talked about how our annoyance for the for the Brits, but yeah. I mean, that, that really that takes That one takes the cake. the cake. I can't stand it when they say that. It's like, oh, yeah, well, in it, when I took, when I took uh, uh, my maths, I took maths oh. in our school, isn't it? In university. Yeah, at uni. Uh, they, they call it they uni. Call it uni yeah. All right. That, you know what, Ben? The rivalry is back on. I declare war on England. Okay. I'm pissed. Hearing uni yeah. makes me. That's more they annoying. Maths at uni. That's more annoying than them burning down the White House in the War of 1812. My point is that if you're from England, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, so this English guy. And I'll be there Isaac protecting Newton. the president from you. Ugh. You know, you, you know how I feel about him. Yeah, they're a big supporter. Well, you know, hey, the guy says... He's got some good ideas. Look, he says <laughs> and acts very badly, and everything he does is dumb, but... What? You know... Finish that sentence. No, there's no way to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Okay, Isaac Newton. Okay, he, he basically led to this, uh, this huge stage of the uh, scientific revolution, which... Uh, Basically, what it said was that everything could sort of be interpreted through uh, a mechanistic view of the universe. All right, so you have these moving bodies that uh, you know, uh, moving bodies on that dance floor. Moving bodies on that dance floor. I mean, it, apl- it applies to everything. All right, everything. I mean, all all physical bodies. Uh, there's you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Um, there's a way to tell like the you know from the the amount of force and acceleration and and the mass of an object applied to it you'll be able to tell the trajectory of that object you'll know how it'll fly through space where it'll land exactly like you can predict all these things very minutely right using these equations that he came up with uh where you weren't able to do that before and it and it explained and described uh you know physical space and time and like objects within it very precisely and this was a huge breakthrough everyone was like flipping out about it um they're like literally doing backflips about it because of gravity because of gravity yeah um and uh, you have these dudes in like wigs and you know knickers you know with those like knee-high socks just doing (laughs) backflips being like look it's gravity (laughs) um not really but people were flipping out about it they were really excited about this so all these philosophers were trying to come up with ways to explain everything in the same way 
right? Yeah. So Hume's mission was to say, well, I want to figure out if there's a, 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 a complementary way to explain the laws of our thoughts, the laws of our minds in similar in a similar fashion trippy yeah is there a way to explain how like sense impressions and beliefs lead to uh thoughts which lead to actions which lead to decisions like xyz all that stuff he wants to see if there's a similar way of mapping out how our minds work i don't know is there well that's what he's trying to figure out (laughs) yeah okay and so he starts with basically a you know what what are our minds made out of what what are the objects of our thoughts of our of our understanding so he wrote this this treatise called a, a treatise on human nature and he starts talking about i'm going to zip through this pretty quickly uh he's talking about how you said that um, to a lot of women <laughs> <laughs> look give me a sec and uh you know and you know it it'll be it'll be quick but satisfying um <laughs> First, the first three words are accurate. <laughs> It'll be quick. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm saying you. Do that. I'm <laughs> saying you habitually, prematurely ejaculate. No, I'm a pop daddy. Yeah. Well, hey man. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a first clue. There's a clue. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not quite. That's not entirely no. what it means. But it's 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 the first cue. It's, yeah. So what that phrase means. Noel got at me at uh, in the in the messages. Oh no, no Waghorn. No Waghorn. He's still he's still desperate to know what a pop daddy is. No. So wag- there's your first clue, bitch. Real quick uh, for for the listeners who have not uh, kept up with my previous podcast, Storyfellers. No Waghorn <laughs> is a man who purposely had his wedding anniversary. This is true. Party. On 9-11. On 9-11, yeah. He scheduled it for he scheduled 9-11, it. yeah. He called um, a bed and breakfast in, a, in, in some, you know, backwards-ass town in Canada, and he <laughs> said, I, 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 it's 9-11's coming up. I really need to, you know, have an, my anniversary party. Yeah, and they're like, what's 9-11? And he's like, you'll see. You'll see, yeah. <laughs> and some, you know, some people actually claim that Noel Waghorn planned 9-11. I'm not saying that. No, we're not saying that I would never all. say that, and yeah. I've never said that. But but Noel, Noel did purposely have his anniversary on 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> to his future wife. Yeah. And, and mother of his children. Yeah. A, a very cool woman, but... It's sad. It's too bad that that he had to rope her into this this macabre geopolitical situation. Yeah, very odd. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, you know, you know, he's he's um, a a very disturbed guy, but he's a loyal listener. So, Noel, you know, I I forgive you, you, dude. (laughs) I forgive you for nine eleven. His anniversary is on nine eleven, Ben. Yeah, nine eleven. Crazy, crazy. Um, Okay. (laughs) So. September 11th. <laughs> okay, so Hume, um, he starts with uh, trying to figure out, like, you know, how, how do our brains or how do our minds kind of register ideas? I don't know. <laughs> well, they sneeze first. <laughs> they it just sneeze. ramps me up, man. Oh. Um, so he says, well, first you start with sense perceptions, right? That's oh, right. probably where you start off first. So sense perceptions kind of... Uh, passively go into your into your brain or into onto your mind and make certain impressions right and then these impressions are very simple things like shape color uh size um like distance and space duration and time like that sort of stuff very simple stuff space and time both now i've seen everything yeah (laughs) well this is how you see everything 
Um, Do space and time. Yeah. So like odors wow. to uh, sounds, like things that come through your senses. The most, the first thing, the first gateway into your mind is like the senses. Yeah. So you see color, shape, stuff through your eyes. The horrific actions of 9-11. The horrific actions of 9-11. Which, by the, the way, no... I, yeah, way to go through your ears. You you hear the 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 harrowing screams of the victims of nine eleven. Yeah, as right. as Noel pops open some champagne. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like the sound of him popping the champagne. That's probably uh, the signal through your nose. You you smell the acrid smoke from the towers yeah. collapsing. Right. So this is how you learn about nine eleven. Is first through the senses. Man, um, no. I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did this. Right? He really did. He yeah. really honestly had an anniversary on nine eleven. <laughs> He really did. He's just a guy I know. <laughs> okay. Nice guy, I guess, beyond the 9-11 thing. <laughs> yeah, everything with the 9-11 thing. Okay, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> Looking forward to that text message. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you fucking oh. keep saying I did 9-11? Because it's I'm funny, so Noel. Mad. Okay, we have to stop. This is so unprofessional. Okay. So... <clears throat> Hume says that's how it starts, right? It all starts yeah. with 9-11. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so... <laughs> I want everyone who's listening to go on Twitter and write, it all starts with 9-11 and quote, Gristle Porn. Yeah. <laughs> your Twitter name. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, okay, so... Now he says that... You know, once sense impressions, well, sense perceptions build what are called impressions. So that's where we get the ideas for colors. Like my Bob Dylan impression. You're, no, not exactly. So that's where we get like uh, colors, shapes. That's what we know what a triangle is versus what a square is. Uh, you know, what blue is versus what green is. Uh, sounds is like you, you hear what a C note is versus what a D note is or whatever, right? Um, those get registered in your brain. And then... From there, love that D note. That D note, yeah. Uh, and from, C note, I guess, actually works too. Yeah. From there, they uh, combine to make more and more complex ideas in your head. Sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, like a melody, or you know, a, a whole, an, an actual object, right? These impressions combine to say, "Oh, that's a cat. That's a beer bottle. That's a chair." Okay. You're using all these very simple impressions. The only three things I have in my apartment. Yeah. A cat, <laughs> a beer bottle, and a single chair. <laughs> yeah. Just a lonely yeah. chair. It's just the, the saddest Van Gogh painting you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, just a man looking at his shoes. And um, <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so... <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, you know, these impressions combine to make other impressions, other ideas... Uh, in more and more complexity. Okay. So there's, there's that, there's that fundamental part of how the brain works, how the mind works. Okay. Yeah. He came up with this just through in introspection. And what's wow. fucking crazy is that a lot of the latest findings in neuroscience are just like corroborating all these. Really? Things. Yeah. So this dude was a fucking genius. This guy was crazy. Wow. He didn't need the, those fancy pants. No, he didn't need learning. a fucking fMRI machine. He just had his own thoughts. Was he uh was he a guy was he a very educated man? Yeah, he was pretty educated. So he went to the University of Edinburgh. Yeah. Edinburgh. Uh and uh Hello. Hello. Well not not like that. So you you had a Scottish accent. Uh and uh what uh, he studied law and philosophy and business. He tried to go into business and was a horrible businessman. <laughs> oh really? Well, yeah, he was just shit. He was too busy thinking. Basically, yeah. Like, uh, 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 
that's not a joke like he he was just way too like lost in his thoughts and stuff to really like handle his finances wow so he's shitty at business and so his parents were actually like hey maybe you should try something else like you know i don't know being a writer or a philosopher you ever thought about like just thinking yeah all the time he's like yeah i'll do that yeah and uh that's what he did and he was fucking amazing at it wow um okay so now we get to the main thing this is like the biggest thing in his whole philosophy or lack thereof. Basically, he wants to know, there are all these theories of how we acquire knowledge. Okay. Um, we talked about this briefly before in the enlightenment episode, there's like empiricism versus rationalism. Yes. Okay. Do you remember the difference between the two? I believe, uh, empiricism, uh-huh. something you can directly, um, what do you call directly observe? Yeah, basically. So empiricism is, says that you like, let's say I fucking punch you in the face. Well, see, right. So I know and that you just fall down and yeah. you start crying. I'm like, that's what you get. <laughs> the empirical, the empirical. But I, I know that you punch me in the face right. because of how much it hurt. Yeah. And oh, the fact dude, it that would I'm hurt. Crying. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm like, you like that. So and the rationalism, you call me sir. Rationalism would say, well. You know that you were punched because, you know, uh, it makes sense rationally that after I I told Pat that I fucked his mom, that oh, he would no. get mad and then punch me. Yeah. So I mean, it's like bad. external reasons versus internal sense perceptions. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> man, you better not. Too bad, brother. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Uh, what can you do? So. She's an adult. <laughs> she can make her own decision. She can make her own decision. <laughs> okay, so um empiricism there's sort of a bit of a problem with empiricism because I'll it's like think. yeah, it's like how do you um how do you really acquire knowledge from point A to point B, from one sense perception to another? How do you know that one causes another? Right? And then so he he starts getting into the idea of causation. And this is where it gets really really hairy. This is when you got mad at me in the lost episode. <laughs> This is going to be, this is going to hurt. Oh, <laughs> You're no. not going to like this. <laughs> These ones. Yeah. So causation is really important because it's this one tool that we all use every time we think about anything, literally anything. We always use the principle of causation all right. to explain things. But how do we really, really know that one thing causes another thing? How do we know? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Because you can observe it. Because you can observe it. Well, what are you observing? Like, let's say I have some uh, some marbles. Mm-hmm. And I put them uh, in front of the door. Yeah. And, like, you've knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. And it takes you, like, f- three minutes to set it up. And then I shout, okay, Ben, you can come in. It's safe. <laughs> and like, I'm clearly trying not to laugh. Okay. <laughs> and then you walk in and you slip on those marbles and fall on your back and you break your back. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Okay, where is this? So the cause it? of you falling is you slipping on the goddamn marbles that I placed out. Okay, they all have your name on them. They okay, say, they all say Ben. Uh huh. In your face, are they engraved on the marbles or it's is painted. it like it's painted? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's your face and it says Ben on your forehead. That after you fall, all of the um, the the marble faces uh, they have X eyes. Okay, so we're gonna do this real quick. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go deeper. Yikes. Okay. This is actually a phrase that, that Hume actually says a bunch of times. He goes, let's take the matter deeper. 
<laughs> yeah, I, know. I knew you'd like that. I always take the matter deep. Oh, he's Scottish. I can't yeah. do a Scottish accent. Let's take the matter deeper. I'll take the matter deeper. I'm not good at accents. Yeah. I guess I'm not very good. That, my impression. Scottish accent wasn't that bad that time. Last time we did this, it was bad. Oh, okay. Let's take the matter deeper. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I cannot believe that there's a goddamn country filled of people who talk like that. It, yeah, it's, it it's really, astounding. How do they do anything? I don't know. They're 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 wild. I love the Scots. They're interesting people. I'm part Scottish. Are you? Yeah. On my mom's side. Really? Yeah. My grandfather is a fourth Scottish. Really? Uh-huh. Hunter. Clan what? I'm Clan Hunter, bitch. Really? Yeah. Your grandfather. Uh-huh. Your silent grandfather. Yeah, my silent grandfather, Jose Santos Villatoro. Yeah, who's been in this country longer than I've been alive and, and never bothered to learn. <laughs> never bothered language. to learn English. You know, hey. Not a single word of English. <laughs> he never, he just doesn't speak He's any. He's a citizen, too. <laughs> I don't know. Of course he, he is. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? He doesn't speak the goddamn language of the country so he lives in. I think that's so funny. I think it's so funny because like there's all these people being deported, which sucks. But, Very bad. But they, these people who are getting deported who have been in this country. Oh, the, the, the dreamers, you mean? Yeah, all the dreamers, like the DACA people who yeah. like know English, like can speak English They're with American. no accent. They're they've just been they're, they're americans they might as well be americans yeah. they should be granted citizenship at this right. point but they're all being deported my father's never learned a word he of never English. bothered to and i as <laughs> a I've, citizen he's safe he's I've, just sitting there like being someday like, I, feel, I bet some at some point someone said to your grandfather like hey are you ever learned english and he just went no he goes no nunca nunca <laughs> which means never <laughs> me gusta me gusta he just means- what you know what he gustas he uh he Gusta's sitting in front of his TV. So he's deaf, but he refuses to wear a hearing aid. So he just watches <laughs> tennis at full volume. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. He was, that's all he does all day. He he's was, 88 years old. He watches <laughs> tennis at yeah. full volume? Full volume. So all you hear is like, and just, full volume. <laughs> and just your grandfather just sitting there in silence. Yeah. The man has never spoken a word. Grumbling. I mean, he's, he's, he seems nice. He's always been polite, but he... Uh, he's a very nice guy. You know, as far as I could tell, as we don't have a shared language, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so he's a fourth Scottish, which makes me an eighth Scottish. Look at you, man. I no, wait, idea. no. That makes me a 16th Scottish. Yeah. Oh, you're like a fuck. Yeah, you're you're nothing. <laughs> I'm nothing. <laughs> you're a lot of things, man, you know? I'm a lot of things. I got a lot of shit going on inside of me. <laughs> you can say that again, brother. <laughs> okay. So causation. causation. What causes things? Yeah. I don't know. So what so when I so when I step on the marbles, right, that's what causes me to fall. Right? Yeah. Okay. So what about My, stepping on the marbles causes me to fall? Why does one lead to the other? Uh probably physics. Let's get a little we can do better than that. Um your foot touching. I don't know. Well, so you want to say maybe like my the foot touching the touching these balls? Yeah, like it's, it's it's creates unstable ground. Yeah, so I I I don't get good footing, so I fall right. Mm-hmm. So why we can get we can get more granular, right? Why is it that when I'm stepping on an unstable surface like these moving marbles, why does that cause me to fall? Because you, it's unstable when you push the balls forward. So why does instability cause cause me to, to lose my footing? Because your foot craves stability. My foot craves stability. Craves. Why does my foot crave stability? Because without it, you fall like a, like a jerk. 
Okay, so what what about my foot is craving? Look, instability stability? causes you to fall. That's just how it works. Okay, so that, that's you can get more and more granular about that. I don't think I can. You can't. No, <laughs> so this David, but that's Hume fine. Character, but you can. So that's the thing. So you take like the other main example is billiard balls, right? You take you you shoot a pool. Uh, uh sh- you shoot at a pool cue. Sorry, you shoot at the cue ball. And that hits another ball, right? And then the other ball goes off in another direction. Okay, why does it do that? Because you want to say it transfers its mass or it transfers transfers energy from one to the other, right? But why does that? Why does the energy transfer? Why doesn't it just stay in the first ball? Because I don't know. Right. So that's the problem. It's a big problem. It's the problem of like, why do we see this? Fucking trip over those goddamn marbles, and I just laugh at you. Yeah. Well, why is it funny to you that you fall? Yeah. Well, I like. I just like the idea of you knocking on the door, me giggling and saying "just a minute," and then setting up the marbles. (laughs) And it takes three minutes, and you just stand there outside. And then I say it's safe to come in, (laughs) and then you come in and just immediately trip. This is funny. I wouldn't. (laughs) It's funny, man. I wouldn't believe you though. Some things are timeless. Okay, whatever. We're not going to get into this. Um, But the main point is that you see one thing happen and then you see another thing happen, right? And you see it happen over and over and over again. But there actually is no, never a rational explanation for why that would happen, especially if you're using it to predict something that happens in the future. So if you say, well, I've hit this billiard ball in this way thousands of times in the past i've seen other people do it thousands of times in the past it all always behaves the same way so you would think most people would think that predictably it'll behave the same way when you're about to do it right when you're about to hit the the pool cue or the cue to the cue ball to hit the ball and you expect it to move right you expect that other ball to move in a certain direction but there's nothing really, there's really nothing to say that it won't or that it will rather. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Like it could just be the first time ever that you shoot the pool, the pool ball, it hits the other ball and it just stops right there. I'd be so mad. You'd be so angry, right? Why would you be angry? Because it's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to do that. Why do you say it's not supposed to do that? Because I've seen it. Because you've seen it happen so many times before. It should have fucking moved. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I tried so hard and I failed. You tried so hard? Yeah. And I fucked the whole thing up. (laughs) Not good. Um, So, yeah. So, basically what David Hume says is that there's nothing to say that that won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) But it does. But it does keep happening. But why? Why does it keep happening? Because when you hit a pool ball, it just does. I don't know. You're begging the question. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm begging you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm begging. Pat is so mad he dropped his phone. <laughs> dropped my phone. I got a text from Joe Tuller. I okay. dropped my phone. So, oh, my roommate, Joe Tuller. Yeah. Joe um, Tuller, the joke teller. Joe, Joe Tuller, the joke teller. Yeah. Um. So the problem with causation is that there's no way this is just to wrap this one part up real quick. There's no way to tell that something is going to do what it's supposed to do based on what it's done in the past. Yeah, I guess there isn't what it's supposed to do is in quotes, right? So that's what, that's the insight that Hume comes up with. He, he basically determines 
or he figures out that there's no reason for thing A to cause thing B, no matter how many times you've seen the two happen. There's no metaphysical reason for why those two actions are connected or why okay. those two events are connected. There's got to be a scientific reason. The problem is that this guy doesn't, didn't know science. No, this guy knew science. And actually, uh, a lot of scientists don't know how to answer this question. This is purely a philosophical question. Really? Yeah. This exists before. No one knows. No one knows. No one. Nobody. Are you, you're, you're, you don't know anyone. I don't know anybody who can explain this. I don't either. The problem that, that needs to be explained is why, how is causation a thing? Some people say that causation is not a thing at all. Hmm. Bertrand Russell, who's another uh, philosopher, says that causation is a myth. It's an illusion. Do you believe that? I don't think I believe that. Why? Well, basically because of what Hume says. What Hume says is this. He says there is no metaphysical or external reason why one thing is related to another way in a causal fashion. The only thing that justifies causation is in our minds, is an association that's necessary. <clears throat> it's basically some things we observe happen together so many times and without any sort of variation that we are just forced by habit to say that it's uh, a causal relationship. Hmm. Um, and so that's the only thing. So the only thing that justifies our idea of causation is in our heads. So basically what he says is that the causal relationship is a mental tool that we as human beings, as thinking things have developed to make sense of our world, even though we cannot justify it in an external way, in a way that exists outside of our own minds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, so, so what, so what do we do with that? <laughs> what do we do? Is I going to put food on my plate, Ben? No, it's not going to pay my electricity bill. Well, yeah, it could. I mean, it does. What? Because it, it because this idea that's endemic to our understanding of the world, uh, we can't avoid it. We can't escape it. You always think in terms of causal relationships. I suppose you're correct. So do I. I mean, we can't get outside of it. As, as entities, as entities that exist in a, in a world of space and time, we have to make predictions of two events happening uh, at a different point in time that we're not familiar with, i.e. the future, we have to make a prediction about it. And the only thing that we have to base our prediction about it is on is based on the past. And that's the only thing that holds causal relationships together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. So that's it. And a lot of scientists hate it. They hate this. Why? <laughs> because they say that there should be some objective reason for why uh, causal relationships exist. Well, hey, scientists, fucking get to work and figure it out because we can't. Well, you guys are scientists, and they try to, and they they keep getting down to the fundamental bedrock of it, and they go, "Well, we don't, we can't see it, we don't know what's going on." Well, and then and then <laughs> quantum physics happened and fucked them up real hard. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did it to a lot of us. Mm -hmm. A lot of us scientists. I consider myself a scientist. <laughs> scientist of comedy. So if you want to get, you know, yeah, you could call yourself a scientist of, com of comedy. So that's why scientists are really pissed off at this idea because science in itself is based off of the idea of causal relationships, right? right? But if causal relationships don't have any sort of justification outside of our own minds, then what exactly are we studying? I don't know. And so Hume basically says, well, all, all we're really studying at the end of the day is just how our minds make relationships between events.
Hmm. Yeah. It's wild. It is pretty wild. It's fucking crazy. It's a pretty interesting guy, this this Hume. Yeah. Um, the last thing we should talk about real quick, because we're running out of time, is his idea of uh, morality. All right. He came up with this distinction called the is-ought distinction. <laughs> what? The is-ought distinction. Like, murder is wrong. Yeah. Right? He says that when someone says that murder is wrong, what people are actually saying is... Uh, one ought not to commit murder and it's a different like it's a different why is that different discursive attitude because it's different, not a statement a what discursive attitude what uh, what the holy potatoes does that mean <laughs> yeah, holy potatoes so so when you say murder is wrong i said i say that every day every day okay so the way that's framed grammatically it sounds like a it sounds like a statement of fact. Yeah. And so what is a fact? A truth. A truth. Yeah. So a fact is a statement. A fact is a, is a, is a, is truth that you can verify. Yeah. <laughs> as you point at me. Yeah. I'm pointing at Ben when I said that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, a fact is a, is a statement that you can verify, uh, as a, Oh, so Q makes this distinction between relationships of ideas and matters of fact. um, and actually, this kind of relates to the causal thing. Uh, causality is a relationship of idea. It's not a matter of fact. A matter of fact is something that can be verified, like you just said, verified uh, through some sort of data. You can say, hey, you know, we've observed this, and it aligns with this statement, or it doesn't align with this statement, right? But the idea of murder being wrong, anytime you say that something is wrong, or something is beautiful, or something is virtuous, these terms are not, these are words that aren't about statements of fact. They're about attitudes that we have in our own minds. Yeah. Right? I call so, them ratitudes. Ratitudes, sure. <laughs> so these ratitudes are opinions, basically. Now, they may be opinions that everybody holds, but it's not a fact that murder is wrong. Even if all of us believe that murder is wrong, it is not a fact that murder is wrong. Hmm. Because what is wrongness? Wrongness is not a, 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 an attribute of the world. Wrongness is an attribute of how we value our, our relationships between one another. It's a, it's a human opinion. Yeah. It's not a statement about the world. I guess that makes sense. Like, murder is wrong. What if, what if we didn't have uh, like a, a consciousness like we do, right? What if we were just all robots? Maybe we are. Maybe we are. Let's say we are. Let's say that we're all robots, right? And then I, as a robot, kill you as a robot. Yeah. All right? Since we're both robots, is that wrong, what I just did? I guess not. No, right? Because we're robots. It doesn't fucking matter. Robocide. 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 Yeah, it's robocide. If I commit robocide on you. Robocide? Yeah. It's my second favorite sexual position. <laughs> the, the robo side. Also missionary. Yeah. It's all, it's all thing. <laughs> it's all missionary. It's all I have the patience for. <laughs> but like, but you get what I mean? Yes. Like it's it, when you take away. You're saying we're all robots. I got it. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but when you take no. away the human element of it, all of our moral, moral judgments are gone because you're not dealing with moral agents anymore. So when you see a cat killing a squirrel, did so Tim killed a squirrel. I'd be amazed. Well, I'd he be amazing because biggest, he's a lazy piece of shit yeah. cat. 
Um, but let's say he mustered up the last ounce of motivation he ever had in his puny fucking cat life. Yeah. All right. And he actually went out and decided to kill a squirrel. He decided to be a cat for he once. Decided, yeah. For once in his fucking life. Not look, nap. Asleep. It's five thirty in the afternoon. Just God, sleep. He makes Garfield look like a fucking tiger. Yeah, dude. Um, so Tim murders a squirrel. Well, does he murder it? Would you say cat mur- uh, that uh, Tim murdered no. that squirrel? No, he killed the squirrel. Yeah. But would he, is he guilty of murder? <laughs> you know? <laughs> when the eyes of the Lord, maybe. Well, no. No, not even in the eyes of the Lord, right? Because no. he's an animal. Yeah. He's an animal who killed another animal. Yeah. It's not a really a moral judgment that we put on the cat, right? So the moral judgment doesn't come from a matter of fact. It comes from an attitude that we have. And so that's the main point that Hume says about the is-ought distinction, where people say murder is wrong. He's saying, no, that's kind of a bad way to put it. It's not that murder is wrong, because it's factually it's neither cool. neither here nor there. That's actually a better way to put it, I would say. What? Murder, murder is cool? not cool. Oh, I, th- oh, I said it was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, well, it can be cool. It depends on what you mean by cool. But... Uh, but yeah, murder, murder, it's not so much murder is wrong. It's more murder like murder is not, murder is not cool, dude. It's not cool. It's not cool. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Hey, hey, murderers, cut the shit. Cut the shit, dude. Anyway, that's it. That's Hume. Interesting. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. In his, in his wily Scottish ways. He's very wily. I, I like to imagine him as like groundskeeper Willie, but like way smarter. <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy is pretty tight. The noozle. The noozle on the hoose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, you're on the internet, right? People can find you on Twitter.com, right? I'm at Pat Dean. Yep. On, if tw- you- on Twitter.com, you can find me at Gristleporn. That's G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. Yet, you're the one lecturing me about philosophy. philosophy yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> mine, mine, mine is my first and last name. Gristleporn. It's my first and last name, too. Gristle. <laughs> Gristle F. Porn. Oh, <laughs> My name, call me Mr. Porn. <laughs> God, what if there was a guy who like came to America in like the 1800s, went to Ellis Island, and they just like changed his last name? His name is like, like, Pornagata Vitz or whatever. Yeah, and Pornagata they just, and they just sure. And they just turn it, they just like, oh, for now on, you're David Porn. David Porn. Yeah. Then, he was then, one of the first pornographers. He became the founder of pornography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pornography is actually named after David Porn. Oh, gross. <laughs> I hate that name so much. It's David so Porn. Yeah. David so, Hume, David Porn. Hey. Why not? You can follow us on the goddamn internet. Uh, check us out on Twitter at I Learn Nothing. Uh, Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review at uh, at Island of Nothing. Five star review. A five star review. We only accept five star reviews, and sometimes less stars if you feel like it. But yeah, I mean, but, you know, be you know, honest. Yeah, but don't. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, I Learn Nothing. Check out our website, ilearnnothing.com. Uh, our bios are on there. Our bios and your thesis. And my thesis. You can read that I've read piece of shit. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, Body Tape International hosts our feed. Yeah. Check them out and the other funny podcasts that they host. Body Tape Intel. And um, when does this come out? What day? This Friday? <sighs> no. Well, no. This one will come out next Friday the 23rd i believe cool yeah well i'm just curious thank you all for listening and if you could tweet at rbm food mart 
Oh yeah, tell them to sponsor our show. We, we definitely it. need to be sponsored by RBM Food Mart so uh, at RBM Mart. Yes, that's their Twitter handle at RBM Mart. Let God. them know that we love them. Every once in a while, somebody will tweet them, <clears throat> and like I go there every day, and I always wonder if they're going to be like, "Are you that guy?" Has someone tweeted on our behalf? Yeah, really? Uh huh. That's great. I yeah, love, I love you. So keep it up, friends. Keep it up. Yeah, keep it up and keep it going, and just take care of yourself, my friends. Yep, and there's no such thing as cause and effect. So do what you want. <laughs> do what you want, man. <laughs> Peace. Goodbye. International.